Hey, what's up, world? This is Damo, one half of the Permission to Speak Freely podcast. And I just wanted to give y'all a little taste of another podcast that we have called The Fan Room. That's me talking to friends, family, vets, active duty service members, just a bunch of people about a whole bunch of stuff. So we want to give you a little snippet of one of the episodes. Check it out. Welcome to The Fan Room, where we open the door to conversations about trauma, stress, race, and everything in between that happens to veterans before, during, and after military service. So grab a seat, sit back, and let's get to it. Let's get to it. So, man, first I need to start off with like a moment of transparency because if somebody watching this on YouTube, they're going to see like water stains on my hoodie. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I just took I just took Sane out, you know, to go to the uh, bathroom after he ate. So that's the reason <laughs> that's the reason why I got these water stains, uh, you know, on my hoodie. Don't, but, don't waste no time. <laughs> Hey, man, so first off, I, I want to, you know, tell you sincerely that I appreciate you sitting down, man. I know you're a pretty elusive guy. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Man, yeah, man. What you say, to track if it wasn't down, for man. these cameras, you wouldn't see me at all? <laughs> yeah, yeah, know? for sure. So. Um, I remember telling you, like, like, hey, man, like, you got to get it. Like, you got to get a social media. Like, we got to yeah, get active. <laughs> yeah, Facebook was, I was on it, then I was off of it. You know, yeah. I, I stayed away from it for a little while, but... When you are uh, trying to run a business, you're trying to start a business, like we live in a world now where if you're not on social media, you ain't really trying to run a business. Cause yeah. That's what business is done right now. So and we from that, get on there. And we from that generation where you really not putting your pictures and stuff, you know, out there. Yeah, no, nah, no. Nah. Um I try not to put as many pictures, especially family pictures. I mean, I probably will get back to a point where that's more of what I'm doing. But um, right now, I'm still in that mindset of head down and reach that next level. So it's pizza, pizza, pizza. You know what I'm saying? And eventually, it'll come along to where it's, it's more stuff, more content going out there. Yeah, man. I remember like when I was like, oh, man, like I'm doing podcasts. I'm doing stuff. I, like. I got to post things. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, I got to learn things. I got to learn TikTok. I got to learn. I was just talking to a friend of mine because he planned on doing content. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, yeah, you know, you're going to have to do TikTok, Instagram. You know, he was like, man, I don't, I don't do yeah, none of that stuff. TikTok and uh, it Reels is the things that I'm, I'm starting to slowly Reels, yeah. get into now. But uh, I want to get more into it, especially with the whole pizza thing. Like, and especially just looking at cooking and things like that. You see how people separate and chop up their you know, videos to, to put their content out there, show people how they create whatever it is they create, whether it's candles or, you know, podcasts or pizza, mm -hmm. whatever it is, you know. So you definitely got to get into that space, you know what I'm saying? And the video shorts or the long videos is really pushing people over the edge as far as drawing in, you know, more viewers and things like that. Yeah, man, vertical, uh, vertical video, like three seconds long, four mm -hmm. seconds long. That's what's happening right now. Yeah. But uh, like, so where does this whole story start? So we know we're going to end somewhere at pizza, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We know we end somewhere at pizza. But uh, even before we start, I do, like I said, uh, man, thanks for coming down, sitting down with me, of man. Course, of course, Um, As a as an intro, this is like something, this is like shit we do at any at any time. Like, Oh, we, yeah, like, man. This, like, this thing is, this is installment one. So you're going to get different pieces from... I probably touch on childhood. I probably touch on uh, middle age, and um, of course, veteran, military. You know what I'm saying? U.S. Navy, retired, and all of that. So, yeah, man, we 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 gonna bust it down and get into it. Yeah, man, this ain't just an interview. This just really 
chopping it friends up. chopping it up, right? Chopping Shooting the shit, up. right? So, but let's start. Like, I want to start somewhere that I don't know, period. Like, and I don't think I know why you joined the Navy. I don't think you ever talked Man. to me about that. Yeah, nah. So, I joined the Navy in uh, 2005, uh, March 28th, 2005 is when I joined. And um, I guess like most young black men or most young um, I, I won't say inner city because I grew up in, I'm from PG County, uh, Clinton, Maryland to be exact. Um, but it, I just didn't have a lot of what I felt like opportunities. You know, I didn't uh, do the best in school as far as grades and everything. I had a couple um, offers to go to school. I, I was accepted to Norfolk State. But when none of that stuff pounded out uh, financially wise, I was like, man, start working HVAC. Um, I was like, man, this is not going to get me to where I want to go. I want something more steady. I want something more, you know, stable career oriented. So, so let me look into the military. My sister had left to go to the army, um, a year, two years before I even thought or was considering, um, joining the Navy. So yeah, that's, that's how it started. Um, like I said, working work HVAC, I was like, I want to be an engineer. I want to do something working with my hands. At least that's what I thought I wanted to do. Yeah, that's right. what I wanted to do, you know, at the time. Um, how old was you? Man, I joined at uh, 18. I joined at 18. Yeah. You was already working HVAC before? Yeah, I was working okay. HVAC before then. And I wasn't certified with um, handling refrigerant or anything. I was pretty much working in the warehouse, um, nailing and hammering duct together, uh, working on some furnace, installing like uh, motherboards and electrical components inside furnaces and things like that. So, you know, that was something that. I really was interested in at that time. So that gave me enough interest to when I decided to join the Navy. It was like, if I'm going to join, if I'm going to go for a career, I'm going to go as an engineer. That's what I want to do. Yeah, engineering something, is something in that the line. I feel like, um, and I, I had a small idea of, I, I wanted to go to college. Like, I, I feel like I always wanted more schooling, even though I didn't do well or didn't. I ain't going to say I didn't do well, but I didn't do what I was supposed to. In, in high school? In high school. Evil, man. You know what I'm saying? So, evil. I hated it. But I, I always I, I always wanted to learn. Like, I learned outside of school. So, yeah. I mean, really, you realize you realize we went to high school when Bow Wow was hot, bro. Like, yeah. Like, like, yeah. <laughs> man, Bow Wow. I went That's to high school doing the, bro. doing the DC Sniper, doing 9-11. So, yeah, man. Yeah. High school, you know, it was it was, it was was fun. Yo, so, because Bow Wow was like our age living. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, living that's, a good that's life. <laughs> and it's crazy you look at that and you don't really think like at that time like man what can i do to you know what i'm saying be like that or get money or do whatever you know what i'm saying you just having fun wherever, wherever yeah. you are in your little you know what i'm saying circle so i used to hate bow wow bro like every like, man, yeah, i was yeah, making he, music too so yeah. i used to be like damn bow wow again he on mr 106 on. Wow. Why, i used why? to be in math class not doing my work Hating Bow Wow. Hey, man. It'd it be like that, but that's something that push you towards, you know what I'm saying? Something, how, how do yeah. I get there? How yeah. do I get there? So, high school, after high school, it's like, all right, I'm done with school. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> I would go to another school, but I'm about to get on this grind, get this money. Yeah, yeah. It was. Um, so, really, all right, I'm a, a, a story that I know my mother probably going to hate that I'm telling it, but. Um, <laughs> Youngest of four kids, mm-hmm. like I said, didn't really do what I was supposed to do in high school, grades wise. Um, stayed out of trouble for the most part. Graduated, and I want, like I said, I got accepted to Norfolk State. I got uncle 
that lived in it. He was in the Air Force, so he lived in Hampton Roads down in that area. So I'm like, man, you know, this is the only school that I applied for. I, I got accepted. I'm trying to go here. Yeah. It's like, nah, we don't, we don't got no money. It's like, all right, you know, understandable. You got to find your way. You got to do this. You got to do that. It's like, all right, I don't know how to do all of that. So I was like, let me look at the next thing. I'm going to think about JUCO. Uh-huh. I got, there's a real good football JUCO school out there in Kansas. I got aunts and uncles that live out there, man. Maybe I can go out there. Still young, not really putting the effort into it to figure that path out. I was like, forget it. I'm going to just go get me a good job. My brother was working at this place, HVAC, heating and air conditioning. I was like, man, they making $9, $10. It might have been like $10 an hour. You know what I'm saying? Back then, minimum wage was what? Five yeah, like five, five forty-five, five, something yeah, like that. 50, so I'm like, man, like if I'm gonna get double with minimum wages, this will come up. Yeah. So, you know so this was right after. This high school. is right after. High it wasn't school. during high school. It was right nah, after. Nah, during school. high school, I worked at Pizza Hut. I uh-huh. worked at Chi Chi's. So my very first jobs were in the restaurant industry, working at Chi Chi's, working at Pizza Hut. I worked at Kmart for a little bit. Got fired from there. Um, I got fired from Kmart too. <laughs> you know what I'm saying so. <laughs> I took the walk of shame, man. Yeah, yeah. I had to pass everybody on the register. Yeah, they, it was it was bad. It was bad. But <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Everything you you learn something. You learn something from it. Yeah. Um. You know, if I would have stayed there, maybe I got stuck at Kmart. But I'm I not, never, so. I never got fired again. Yeah, no. Kmart was the only time I ever got fired. Yeah, nah. I've never. Yeah, that that was the first and last. I couldn't. And I deserved it. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't work behind the register. But being a young 15, 16-year-old, you know, I went back there messing around or whatever. I ain't steal no money, but – and they caught it on camera. Yeah. And they looked up the camera and said, nah, you ain't steal nothing, but you weren't supposed to be behind there. So, so that's how they, I'm going to tell you how they got me. So, I mean, the first story – I don't know if I ever told you this. Nah. But the first thing happened was I, I was messing up a lot, right? Mm-hmm. But one time I took a traveler's check, right? Like, a, And I ain't know. I ain't know I couldn't take the traveler's check. And it was like – for $100, right? Okay. So the next day, now mind you, I don't even know it was me or I took it or nothing like that, right? But the next day, they having like, you know, everybody together talking about what happened yesterday. And they like, hey, yeah, no. Yesterday, somebody took a traveler's check. They wasn't supposed to take it. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking around because I'm trying to find a dumbass. <laughs> I'm like, yo, who the dumbass that took this traveler's check? Where they at? You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and you know, but, you know, nobody you said you nothing, know. right? So the right after is, uh, and shout out to Rhonda. She was, uh, she lived on my block and she got me the job. She was like a manager. She's like, hey, we going to take you off the register after the meeting, right? And I still ain't connected dots yet. I'm like, for real? She's like, yeah, you're going to just, you're going to go do stock. You're going to be on the floor, you know, this area, whatever. I'm like, okay, cool, you know? And then I'm like, you know, but, you know, why? She was like, you the one that took the traveling check. <laughs> like, oh, I'm the dumbass, huh? <laughs> so after that, um, they when I got on the floor, I started to learn about these things. And it was these things called 702s. I don't mm. know if you're familiar with 702s. I, I've heard of them, but I'm not really that familiar All right, with so them. 702s is like, let's say you get like a a bite-size, a pa- let's say you get a pack of bite-size Snickers, mm-hmm. right? So a 702 is like, it, it was open. Right. Anything open damage, anything. Right. So anything, a toy, anything could be that. But the packs of the bite size Snickers and stuff, if just if the pack is open, it's a 702. It got to go down the stock. So me, I'm like, it's it's going in the trash. I'm going to take some bite size Snickers out. So one day my girl at the time came to visit and my boy was uh, there. He he worked there. He was on the register. She came. He told me. And so she came. He told me I came up to talk to her. 
And I sat on his register in front of customers, right. talking to my girl, like Mac and or whatever I thought I was doing at that time, right? So I got fired, and I'm thinking I got fired for that, right? So, <laughs> so, dude, so, so I'm like, so the dude like, uh, the dude like, yo, um, you know, we don't really need you to come back tomorrow or whatever. That's how polite, he did it. A polite fire. And I'm like, what the? And this is my first fire, <laughs> so I don't mean? know. I'm like, what you what you mean by that? He's like, yeah, we kind of just don't need you back. Period. You know what I mean? I'm like, why? I was like, because of the register thing. He was like, he was like, no, you know, we kind of back. We took some uh, like video. We back kind of walk your steps back. He was like, you were down in a stock room riding on like a mini golf uh, cart <laughs> eating 702s. <702s." laughs> I was like, yeah. Yeah, that was me. It's time for me to slide. Yeah. <laughs> so then I took the little walker. That's uh, a good way to get fired. Though, yeah. Man. Oh, yeah. And That's- I left. I left like. I always think of this dude. Remember Prince Akeem when he came yeah. into the city on the line? That's how I left. I think about that. I'm like, yo. Hey, yeah. 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 <laughs> and I, the I first time you get this. fired, you swear you're going to get your job back. I'm yeah. like, yo, I'll be back in here in like two weeks, y'all. It's crazy because I don't, I don't really think I felt that way that I was going to get my job back. But I think at that time, so a lot of my first jobs always came from knowing somebody. Mm-hmm. Uh, I take that back. Chi Chi's is the only one I think I actually went in, filled out the application, did everything on my own. Kmart, my brother worked there, my cousin had worked there. Pizza Hut, my my cousin had worked there. So it was always, you know, an in and getting in. So Kmart, they probably could have, because like I said, I had family there, but I didn't really think they was going to hire me back. But at the same time, I wasn't looking to go back there because I was stocking shelves. I was doing, you know what I'm saying, all that stuff. I ain't feel like unloading pallets and moving pallets and yeah, it's a lot. doing all that yeah, stuff. It's a lot. So yeah, getting into pizza, you know what I'm saying? My cousin, I was doing, I got hired inside for Pizza Hut and I was making pizza. So I was actually double dipping, but they were short delivery drivers. Mm-hmm. So I was able to get paid the salary wage for um, working in, in the store. But then I was also able to make tips as a delivery driver. So I was, I was kind of double dipping because really delivery drivers, they get paid delivery driver wages that's not the same as minimum wage and everything because they're supposed to make most of their money yeah off of their tips or whatever so, so but you yeah. was getting that money and that money mm-hmm. too. okay hey that and then not not only that uh chi chi's i want to say chi i was working at chi chi's and kmart at the same time uh-huh. and then i stopped working at chi chi's like they had um i think i just left and started working at another job but then they was closing down or they let me no actually i did get let go from chi chi's okay because chi chi's was closing down yeah it's, it's like they don't exist anymore yeah it's from like what almost I, yeah. it's like what's like applebee's or something it's kind of like a ruby tuesday type um chi chi's was like a more like te- um tex kind of more like tex mex okay right. yeah it's a, okay. it's a mexican type um joint but uh yeah so they had let me go because they didn't need as many employees anymore and i guess like right before they closed closed they needed people to come back and it was probably just to assist with closing Shutting down the restaurant down, yeah. but it, it gave me you know a few more hours so i was working at chi chi's and working at kmart got fired from kmart then i was working at chi chi's and working at pizza Hut. so i was working two jobs at the same time when i was in high school um so okay graduate high school yeah now you're doing the ac and hvac the hvac, the HVAC. Uh-huh. and then you join the navy so literally i graduated in may and was working hvac from may to about February, March. 
Cause I gave them two weeks. I gave I gave you know the, the HVAC company I was working for. I gave them two weeks. So from the end of May, okay. Once so I graduated, damn near a year. To, no, no, not a year. You said May to March. Yeah, May to March. Well, you could say almost a year. Okay, yeah. yeah so yeah. yeah, and then yeah, in between that time, it was really like trying to figure out what's next, what's next. You know what I'm saying? I ain't really feel or see the career path in HVAC. I didn't know how lucrative of a career path it could have been had I went to school, got my yeah. certifications and everything like that. But also, again, it requires me to go to school. So also, I got to come up with money again. Mm-hmm. At this time, I don't want to spend my money to educate myself. I want to spend my money on clothes, on shoes, on yeah, going like, out, yeah. on things like, like that. We always do. Um, like we do. So it was like, all right, well, you're not going to spend your money on going to school. You want to go to school. You want to get more knowledge, education, or whatever. Look into the military. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? You know it's benefits. You know it's a career you know, path or whatever. So I was like, all right, you know, I'll look into the Navy. I knew I wasn't going to the Army. I knew I wasn't going to be going to the Marines. Um, so it wasn't a movie that did it for you, like nah, Top Gun? Nah, it, was, Gun. it wasn't a movie. It wasn't uh, patriotism. It wasn't, you know, it was necessity. Yeah. It was necessity. I, okay. You know, opportunity and necessity. Like, I need something to do. This is going to be the next move. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Went in with a mindset of college and a steady paycheck. Mm-hmm. And a steady paycheck that's higher than anything that I'm getting right now or that I'm qualified for right now as a civilian so looking at those two options it was like yeah no brainer let's do this mm-hmm. yeah so and what um, year is this oh five all right so, so i graduated oh four uh-huh did you go delayed or you did delayed entry? i did a small delayed entry program my delayed entry program was probably um a month maybe yeah any longer than that i wouldn't have went did you make rank there? In my delayed entry yeah. program? Uh, I think I might have got bumped up to uh, E2. Because <laughs> yeah. I think you were supposed to do like uh, P- uh, PFA and then you had to do like know your general Memorize the sales creed, yeah. Sales creed, something like Yeah, yeah. So I think I got bumped up to maybe E2. You um, remember your first general order? No. <laughs> no. I don't, I don't remember none of them joints. Like, I'm not even going to lie. <laughs> it's like the walk my post in a military manner. Yeah. And I'm going to stop. I know it. I know it, guys. But, you know, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to stop right there, yeah. you know, just to get y'all some, you know, time to, you know, yeah, nah. get y'all's down. I'm going to be honest, man. Um, After that second year in. Yeah. I'm doing the orders. Realize the orders the, ain't. The orders went out the window, man. <laughs> Like you really never, you literally never. It's not like when you were watched out of CCS, you like, yeah, all right, I need to walk my post yeah. in the military matter. And it's crazy because even for a little bit, um, and I want to say it might have been Senior Carazulo that we had gotten in trouble or something happened, <laughs> and I felt like it was, I felt like it was on there where he used to make us come in yeah. there and say it. I, I general, matter of fact, no, nah, it wasn't on there. It was when I was on the, uh, oh, the Ashes. I was on the USS Ashland and coming down um, to watch if you had the mid rash, you know, you got to bring your logs down mm-hmm. end of the day, get the EL sign, do all of that stuff. Yeah. When you used to come in there, they used to put you on the spot and try to make you say your general orders. You know what I'm saying? To see. And they wouldn't tell you to say them in order. They yeah. just throw a number at you and see if you knew the drink. 
Well, it was one we had to remember to ring your the ring the bell during times of alarm or you know whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We had to remember that on a Vela Golf because something happened and somebody forgot to do something or something. I'm gonna like tell that. you right now, I know I did not. <laughs> even if it was one of them drinks where it was like yeah everybody gotta say it to go on liberty or whatever yeah you probably yeah <laughs> I, I had some work to do that day and I was, i'm gonna be honest man that was one of my my best things to getting out of doing work stuff. right it's, yeah, it's, that's it's being did. good at my job like yeah. being so good at my job got me out of a lot of things and um the navy cranking mess cranking for those who don't know where you gotta in your first six months or first year on the ship you're supposed to go your very first ship, your first like six months to a year, you're supposed to go what they call mess cranking. That's where everybody's supposed to go work in the galley and help out serving food and doing all that stuff. Or you work on the mess decks where you clean up and do all, or you work in the, um, what's the joint called? Like the uh, with a, laundry? Uh, uh, oh, not, the trash room? Like you, you had the trash food? room, you had the laundry, you had, uh, what was the other one? Jack of the Dust? Yeah, that's the uh, where they do the, the dishes at. Oh, that's the scullery. The scullery. So yeah. You had the scullery. So for me, being an engineer, we worked on a lot of the equipment yep. and all those things we just named. The trash room, we had the trash compactor. In the scullery, we had the dragon. You know, in uh, the galley, we had the steam kettles. We had all this different equipment. So for me, it was like, yo, I'm going to learn how to do my job so I don't have to do stuff that I don't want to do. Because that's one of the things I didn't join the military for. Like when... I got to the Saipan, the USS Saipan. Um, they used to make us clean. We, they had this thing called cleaning stations. And I'm yeah, like, yeah, they still got like, that. They yeah, still yeah, got they this still thing got called cleaning stations. But I ain't, I ain't joined the military to clean, yo. <laughs> I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't. So I was like, nah, like, that's not, that's not what I'm trying to do. So just so happened, uh, I can't remember. It was an MM2, but. Uh, EM2 Akuna, I, I'll never forget him, electrician, of mm-hmm. course. Um, he pulled me under his wing. He had some stuff to go do on the elevator. He needed an engine. Man. So I, I was like, yo, I'm gonna show you gonna show me how to operate the elevator? All right, cool. I'm not going to clean the stations. Like, I'm about to learn how to do this job. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm working I, a I, little of some work. Yo, learn how to do the elevators and, and doing all of that. You know, it came to a point where it was like, all right, we need this dude to run. I was running ballast operations as a e, E3, E4. Actually, no, as an E3. I was running um, elevator ops as an E3. Like, to the point where I was on leave one day, and I got that 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 text, that call that nobody wants to get. And there's something that, <laughs> there's something that, made, that I think about that I transition, or I'm using the transition into my business. Like, I don't want to be the senior person with the secret or the the, the person who knows how to do just this. Because mm-hmm. they called me while I was on leave. It was like, yo, we need to operate the elevator. We don't have no elevator operators here. I'm an E3, mind you. And they're like, yeah, you're going to have to come back off leave if we can't it's find crazy. somebody to operate the yeah. elevator. I'm like, yo. But now man. that's vital. You know, for anybody listening that don't know, that's vital. Elevator, rest, yeah. those kind of things, they like vital things. Mm. Right. So you like it's a very likely chance that you will get called in from leave to yeah. fix one of those things. To fix it, to operate it, depending on and I think and I, I think that's what it was. We was in stand down, um, getting ready to go on deployment. So it's work going on because you got half of the ship there working, getting ready, um, for deployment, and then you got the other half on leave. I just happened to be on leave on that first half, but they had ammo or something that needed to be operated, loaded on food, whatever it was. Um, 
and whoever was there didn't know what to do, how to do, or whatever. So, and the crazy thing, what I really feel kind of bad about was like, yo, I was in Maryland, and I'm stationed in Norfolk. Uh In my head, I'm like, man, damn, what if I was stationed, I mean, what if I lived in California or something? Like, y'all really expect me to get on a plane or whatever? But again, the only thing that I kept in my head, train your people. Train your people, train your people. Yeah. You know it's always saying? bad when somebody get exposed too. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like where like the command might think they know something. Mm-hmm. And then like it's yeah. time for them to do it. Yeah. And it's they like, realize, yo. Yeah, they don't know <laughs> like, what to do. Like, yo, we need to call. You know, sometimes they be trying to call you like on a low. They might try to call you like, hey, man, I'm doing this. Mm-hmm. But if they can't reach you, then yeah, you know nah. what I'm saying? And they couldn't. Whoever it was, and I don't, I don't, I can't recall all of that, but. Yeah, it was one of them situations where it was like, yo, this how the and that, that was another thing that was they opened higher, my eyes. Was they higher ranked than you? Um, that was on duty. Whoever it was, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. You mm-hmm. said that was another thing that opened your eyes? To uh just the operation of the military. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You can have this knowledge and you can have this skill set, you can have this work ethic, but then your pay grade is this. So your skills and your abilities didn't always equal your pay. So I've, I always kept that in my mind. Yeah. <clears throat> when it came to studying for exams, you know, taking on jobs um, that other people didn't want to do and making rank. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I'm doing all of this stuff. Like I got awards that say operating a ballast as a E3 this is a job of a E5. So I'm doing two pay grades above yeah. what I was doing. Same thing when I went up for junior sale of the year as an E5. Uh, my write-up was he operates, you know, as a senior chief petty officer. Not a senior chief, but a senior as in somebody yeah. who's been a chief for, for a, you while. Know, a while or whatever. Yeah. So that was one of the, the things that was like, man, I want to make, I, I got to make rank. Because if, if y'all trust me with all of this, you know what I'm saying? You got processes of caps and, you know, different things that can get you to those ranks. But um, I, I wanted to earn it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I wanted to study. I wanted to earn it. I remember being a fireman and uh, it was a chief on there, Chief Mackey. He was a 3MC on, on a Villa Golf. And he was like, he already a first class. Mm. He just waiting on he, he just waiting on the Chevrons, yeah. you know, and that and that like <clears throat> people don't know how much that like will empower you as a junior who, you know, you kind of doing good work. Yeah. But to be empowered and a lot of that happened, you know, on a Villa Golf. I got two questions to ask you, though, because mm-hmm. I don't want to get too far away from uh, this. So pizza. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you were working at Pizza Hut. Right. It was Pizza Hut. Right. Yep. Did you fall in love with pizza there? Nah. I, so you didn't No. So you ain't fallen in love with pizza yet at Pizza Hut? No. Okay. Um, in the Navy, did you ever fall in love with it? With pizza or with no, cooking w- or with, the, with Navy. the Navy? Yeah. No. Nah. Okay. So you didn't you never really fell in love with the Navy? No. Nah. But it was always enhanced career, learn, mm-hmm. uh, do what I gotta do, like be the best, work it's, as it's, hard as I can. It contribute. was a building block. It was it was a building block. Um uh and a hell of a building block it was a catapult i say like <clears throat> can, can i can i give a so can i give something that really drew me to you as a leader in the navy that's transparent yeah. it's not too bad so i saw you cry before mm-hmm. in the navy like uh and this was early in like knowing you you know when i so the way how we met it was through g right through garner yeah. 
I would think I was on leave when you first got to the ship, right? And yeah. um, and it was like you know when you go when you going and you know you're doing this stuff, it's like everybody. It's like this new dude that everybody knows. Like oh man, you know this dude, you know Wes man. I'm like, who the, f- who the hell is this amazing dude that y'all all know? You know, that everybody talk about this dude, Wes, where he at? You know what I mean? Let me, but, let me see. But the division had a bad rep. Mm-hmm. The division had a really bad rep. And they, and I love those guys, right? Some of those guys, you know, I got love for. But they seem like they kind of fell into it. Like, all right, we, you know, we, we got suck. a bad rep. Yeah. I remember seeing you cry. And it wasn't tears, like, of, like, sadness it was just frustration bro mm-hmm. but i seen you cry like yo this division needs to be taken serious we them guys we this we that and then from then on um that division was taken serious can you talk to me about that moment i, I don't know if i know exactly um what it was but i do know that when i got to the Vela golf uh, <clears throat> and mind you, the Velagolf was my third, my third ship, um, and and third class of ship, uh, being in the navy. And I want to say it was my third ship in a seven year, six year time frame. Um, so coming from all these other different class of ships, kind of building up to how I felt up in, in that moment. <clears throat> Again, on the Saipan. I was in uh, what they call auxiliary division, and we was one of the the best divisions in engineering. Um, we decom the ship. I go to the USS Ashland. On there, I come in where I get to the ship. So this is funny how you say people always. So I get to the ship, and a first class tells me, "Hey, yeah, we heard about you. We heard you a dirtbag. This, 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 whatever." And he was like, "But you got your ESWAS pen." Mm-hmm. As a fireman, I hadn't even made E4 yet. I had just made E4 probably waiting for the results to come in after I checked into my second ship. <clears throat> so I get there, excuse me, I get there and I pretty much hit the ground running. Take off, take over. I'm standing watches in the pit. I'm doing stuff in A-Gang. I'm helping E-Div do things and stuff like that. So I'm up there. Uh, medical reasons, I think, again, surgery for uh, my wrist, elbow. I had to get off the ship, went to shore duty for a little bit, and then I go to the Velagolf. So I get here. Now, mind you, I'm not used to being in divisions where we the the runts mm-hmm. of engineering department or the ship. Not not just engineering department, but the ship. So, you know, getting there and seeing how people like ragged on A Gang. And also knowing that A Gang is one of the most vital departments in engineering, mm-hmm. but also on the ship. Like you wanna be cold. You want water? Like, yeah, nah. So that was another thing that I ain't really like that the people in that division. And and when I say people, I mean the chiefs, the devos. And I don't know how much they hear, but I know that I made you. So I know you hear when your division is garbage. So I, I didn't really appreciate that. So I took it to heart. You know what I'm saying? I, it's one thing that I've always said, and I, I, want, I, I think it started on the Ashland. I always told people I work for you know, saying my name, the name right here. And mm-hmm. I, this one says Pinkney and on your right side, it says U.S. Navy. US Navy yeah. So I, I used to tell people, even my junior sellers, every, when I got in that position of leadership, I felt like people would work harder if they work to represent who they were. Yeah, bro. Um, While you was talking, like I used to, my whole thought process was like, yo, if my mom ever came to visit the ship, 
and ask how is her son doing, mm-hmm. right? And this, I mean, this adolescent thought process. Yeah. But I'm like, if she ever was to come and ask, or my aunt who was in the Navy who <clears> retired a <throat> lieutenant commander, or even my uncle who retired a master chief, like if they was to come to the ship and be like, yo, how is he doing? Yeah. Like I need I need you to know like <laughs> I need the bells, I need the everything. like everything like like So that that goes back to um you know where I, I think you you recognizing and seeing that I put so much uh emphasis on our division being great that when I left and went to the Naval Academy and ended up making first class and you were still on the Velagolf, you said that they had, you know, mentioned my name on the ship. Yeah, when you made rank. I made, I made rank. And I, I don't know if that's a common thing or uncommon thing. I can't say. I, I don't believe on any ship that I've been on, I know them calling somebody who I knew transferred's name if they made rank. So to me, that's like a a, a very like impactful thing. Like I, I felt like I left an impact on that ship. Yeah, and then they went on to be a great like a really really top you know tip top division but not pride. only that i i honestly can say that i feel like i played a, a hand in a lot of those guys straightening out and making rank in the navy because i don't know if without me being there a lot of them dudes would have you know what I'm saying? Been able to pull off what they was able to, to yeah, pull well, off. Yeah, they, the they kind of fell I, I, I into... I my own horn. I'm cool yeah, with that. it's cool. I mean, they kind of fell into the psychological, like, we ain't shit. Yeah. Like, minds, they, a lot of them, like, the, the people who, when you left, were leaders in that division, yeah. where when you got there, it was like, in that, right? Yeah. And it ain't, I mean, like, it's not all, you know, we're not saying it's, like, some of that is, like, their own development, mm-hmm. but, like, you need, like, something to kind of, you know, like that. It's funny, because it's, and reading a lot of books, um, recently you you hear about or you hear the question asked are leaders born or are they made and for me it's a both situation you know what i'm saying yeah it both could happen i i feel i me personally because of what i was able to accomplish um and, and i and i won't even just leave it in the military who i am i think i would i can say i was born a leader i know i've added characteristics that may have or, or may develop me into a better leader, um, which I think everybody should be able to do. But I also believe that you have people who see leadership, who see good or bad leadership, because the, the, you have both and you learn, hopefully you learn from both of them, um, and they become and they learn how to emulate and uh, become become great leaders. So yeah, to me, it works It works hand in hand. All right, so let me ask you a question. So you you were on a Ash Ashland, a Saipan, and then a Villagolf. I was on the Saipan, the Ashland, Ashland then a Villagolf. All right, so Saipan, brand new seller, new, already got a lot of leadership characteristics, and you displaying them, right? Mm-hmm. Ashland, same. Was the Villagolf the first time that it was your job to be a leader? Like that was expected of you? No. Okay. Um, <clears throat> you say that the Saipan was. The Saipan was the first time that I was expected. When once I showed that I had that in me, mm-hmm. that that's when from that point on, it was expected of me to maintain that level of leadership that I've already shown that I can. So again, one of the major one of my biggest things um that even I, I think out of all the awards, and, and I, I probably can even say out of making chief. Uh, I mean, Chief was probably one of my, my my most favorite goals and, you know, things that I did and uh, achieved while I was in the Navy. But um, 
on the Saipan, we're underway. We need to get underway something. And we had a D-back go down. That's a D-ballast air compressor for um, sinking the ship to have LCACs, LCUs, and all that stuff come onto the ship. And we had an MM2 that transferred. So we didn't have anybody who knew how to run and operate the ballast system. I'm not going to say we didn't have anybody because I knew how to do it. But I'm an E3. This is something that E6s, E5s, and definitely not an E3 with less than five years, mm -hmm. less than two years, three years in the Navy that you want to entrust um, to do this. And like I said, getting that award that said, you know, you operate at an E5 level as an E3. And one of the things that I had to do was I had to have an E5 that I had to put on watch. I had to create my watch bills for uh, D-ballast operations mm -hmm. as an E3. So again, once I showed them that I knew the system, that I could manage people, or and I won't even say that I could manage people. When I showed them that I didn't care what rank a person was, that I could give them an order, Yeah. then it was like, all right, yeah, no. Nah, yeah. And not everybody you, you can do, that. do this. Yeah. Not a, people I, I mean, can't even do that with people that's the same rank as them sometimes. Yeah, as right? an E4. Um, just made E4. Uh, on the Ashland, I had three E6s that was in my shop. Our chief had just retired, and we was – I could say on the Ashland, that was the other time where it was like, eh, the A-gang ain't really mm -hmm. all that because they chief wasn't really all that. Um, <laughs> but I was like, nah, like – Nah, we 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 good. We, we straight. Guys, we, yeah. we yeah, we can we can do anything that any other department on this ship can do pertaining to their rate at the level in which they do it. So training was a big thing for me. You know, making sure guys <clears throat> didn't just come in, stand watches or go and do PMS. Like we did training so you understood how to do SCAD, how to do, you know, 3M reports. Um Gage Kyle was another big thing, a big baby of mine's when I was on the Ashton. Like we made sure we we got brought I got a Bravo Zulus from, you know, Admirals for, you know, maintaining ninety percent gauge cow readiness and all these different things. So yeah, man. Um leadership was always and to me, everything knowledge, school. So when you when you showed that you was a good leader, then schools came along with that because yeah. they could trust that they could one send you to school so my, my my first major school um i went to cummins but to me my first major school was elevator school and it mm -hmm. was up in i had to go back to chicago so your fleet returnee shirt would have been great <laughs> you know yeah, what I'm saying? Fleet returnees, for, man. For, for back then um but yeah i felt like anytime you you show your leadership or you showed your uh, accountability, your responsibility, your your attention to detail, that you was rewarded for it. And yeah. again, it always, to me, everything in, when I was in the military reverted back to money. Right. How can I get paid? I mean, I'm 18 to, you know, 19, 20 years old. Yeah, let's, the, yeah, you know, let's early on, it's like, how do I, how do I maximize yeah. my, my income? And that's what I tell people when they make rank. Like I say, hey, man, you're getting more money. Because you you in my opinion, you're going to be who you are, right? So if you're a leader, you're going to be a leader mm -hmm. with the new rank. You was already a leader with the other rank, right? But you're getting more money. If you if you trash, you're going to be trash no matter what. Regardless. You know what I'm saying? But 
you getting more money. money. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But so like, I got a question for you though. Um, so we we talk about being good, performing, uh, mm-hmm. being a leader, standing out, and stuff like that. I think it's a curse to that sometimes. Um, yeah, most like mostly in any job, but especially in the Navy. I mean, what, how, how do you feel about that? Yeah, I, I, I kind of gave you a example of that already. Getting like caught, I said, yeah. that very first. So again, this goes back to the very when you you asked when did I feel like it, the very first ship that I was on is when I realized. One that that this game was easy, <laughs> right, mm-hmm. to be be honest, to realize that this game was easy. And when I say game, I don't mean that the military is a joke, but I mean that I feel like every organizational or, or, or way of life, there's a game or politics. People call it politics. People say you got to play the game, however you want to call it. It's a way to play. It's a yeah. way to it's yeah. how to play. It's directions. It's yes. an MR, you could write an MRC for how to be successful yes. on a ship. Yes. You can, right? So, um, it, it, I don't know. What, what was it? We talk about the curse. Of the uh, I'm, well, I'm gonna okay, give you an Yeah, okay. yeah, I'm gonna give you an example. Yeah. Uh, what I, what I, like, what I mean by that is, mm-hmm. uh, I was uh, when we were at the academy, right? So anybody listening, we were on a villa golf together. Um, we he left early. Early, we had some good time. We lived, we lived a whole life on a villa golf. Yeah, and we did. I don't know if you was there for like a year. I don't know. I don't remember. A little, um, little over maybe. Yeah, a lot of violence. Um, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, your part, I think, man. I, <laughs> Tyrant, man. Man, I, I, <laughs> speak, I speak on that too. <laughs> but uh, so, so we, so we were uh, on a Vela golf together. He left. I followed him to Maryland. We yeah, wound man. up going to Maryland at Annapolis, and um, so this is a lot of the curse of like leadership and stuff like that. I feel like I witnessed in Maryland, right? Um, example, we had a seller, so. It was a, a moment in time where um, we we were there. We had two different commanders, right? But at one moment in time, the LPO stopped going to um, captain's mass, yes. right? So the LPO, you remember that? Yes. So the LPO stopped going to captain's mass. Our commanders changed, mm-hmm. right? So we had a case. And um, one of the sailors, you know, he went through and they went to mass. And my commander Old, old head from Chicago he called me in his office right and this is also when I kind of knew like oh I'm really a leader here yeah. right because I get like a direct face to face ass chewing from the director right mm-hmm. but he called me out he said hey like why wasn't you at captain's mass you know and he was fairly new um, you know and he's like and I'm like yo I didn't know that first classes could, could go right. like we were told not to go and then he said he was like all the times we do all these all hands calls and all these meetings and you stand up and you say some shit. He was like, <laughs> all those times you got a million questions, every meeting, you got a million things you want to see change, yeah. a million ways to change it. But you got no question about LPOs being at captain's mass. He was like, come on, man. What the hell, man? Yeah. You know, and and, you know, that point on, I knew that damn okay i'm in the game here and i walked out of there like instead of because people could hear him to my ass you know what i'm saying but instead of like walking out of there like sad i walked out of there like damn like i'm somebody here like i'm getting my ass chewed directly you know by the director and now we know we got clear we got clarity that first classes could be at this Mm -hmm. uh captain's mass where first classes should be you know because i of course, I copped. I copped out. You know, I'm like, you know, sir. Like, I thought that we wasn't supposed to go, so I just didn't go. I didn't ask any questions that you normally ask questions, and that's what I mean. 
as like we got the i got curse. other examples yeah. of curses but that's one of mine it's like the expectation now is way higher yeah and i can um other than the the elevator that was the earliest yeah um i, I probably will say the next um moment was at the naval academy yeah. when me and you had to go into lt's office Oh yeah, yeah. And every week, damn, yeah. every day, damn. So man. yeah, when when she pulled us aside and was like, "Y'all want to be chiefs? Y'all want to act like the chiefs?" Then I need updates. Yeah. But the the good thing about that was it it put a it put a spotlight on you. But if you could handle it, she let you rock. Yeah, and we she let you control her. your liberty. She let you control. You know what I'm saying? Your guys' liberties and and, and what they was able to do. Days off. You you manage that. Yeah. But that came with the leadership. But also, like you said, one somebody, I won't name them, an EN2, when they ain't do what they were supposed to do, she wasn't looking for them. Yeah. She wasn't looking for them. And and a lot of times she wasn't looking for Senior K. It's funny because I think the same EN2 is the EN2 that yeah. I got chewed out yeah. about the captain's basketball. Yes. <laughs> Same guy. So yeah, man. Not but love for this guy, but yeah, yeah, same nah, guy. Everybody like it's, it's <laughs> especially her, Miss uh, Miss Davis, man. Love oh, it. Yeah. But it was a rocky. I don't know about you, but for me, it was a rocky start. Um, first she came in. My division was under investigation. I always talk mm. about that on my other podcast. Like my division was under investigation for tag out issues, which electricians should never be under investigation yeah, about. But yeah. that was damn near the whole command. Yes, had the whole a command. bad tag out thing. But it kind of illuminated with the ems but um she came in she came so she was already hard on me then and mm -hmm. then i think she saw i had kind of like an alpha person i, I was rebellious with certain things yeah, she actually be. put me out at attention on a pair before man. Oh, yeah, nah. be. she wouldn't have got away <laughs> she with put that me out of attention man yeah she put me out of attention uh she, she get out of attention it was crazy man i think and this was i don't know because i got fired as an lpo at some point in time i don't know if you were still there for that but i got fired mm -hmm. but um I got my job back, but it was I got fired. But um, so you did get fired again. Well, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that was to me that was like a fake firing. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. it's, it is what it. I'm look, I'm gonna tell y'all today. I thought that was a fake firing. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna tell you right now. When I the moment I realized that I was gonna be different in how I operated in the Navy again, the Saipan did a lot for me. Mm -hmm. it, it made me realize, like, yo, if you learn your job. You don't got to deal with bullshit. If you learn your job, you can get out of bullshit. And I'll tell I gave a story on that real quick. But also, um, I had a LT who was an LDO, and he was a prior senior chief, Engineman. I was an Engineman. I retired as an ENC. And I got my very first eval. So I ain't appreciate my ranking, mm -hmm. my, my eval. I got an a MP. Instead of an EP, I had my ESWAS pen. I did, like I told you, I was an E3 running ballast operations on a LHA. This is a big deck amphib. This ain't no small class, you know what I'm saying, ship. And they gave it to this other guy over me. Mm -hmm. And my EM2, who I said showed me how to work on elevators, the electrician, he was like, yo, don't sign this shit. You you weren't supposed. That's not what you were supposed to get. My MM one, my all of them are telling me like, nah, that's not what you were supposed to get. That's not what we voted for. So I found out that my chief, that he had just made chief, um, gave me a different eval, and I got a whole nother. That that dude's a whole different show and different topic. Mm -hmm. uh, but I, I I was like, yo, I don't, I don't deserve this. This is not what I'm supposed to have. Whatever. 
So I'm in there with my first class and this this no, I'm in there with the chief and this um L lieutenant going over my eval. I'm like, man, this bullshit, I'm supposed to have, you know, an EP. I I'm I got these qualifications, I got this, I'm 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 out call this person in that. And I'm going off, like I'm screaming on him. Yeah. So he tried to put me in attention. Like not the door was closed. Nobody could see me. Yeah. Like I'm not getting that attention. Hey, it's so much more to this episode. It's so much more to the stories. If you want to hear the rest of this episode, just look for the fan room podcast. Wherever you listen to permission to speak freely, look for the fan room. Peace. Love you guys.